Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 8th of November, 2022. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in markets and business. And my name's Nadine. I'm here with Kyle Rada. How are you, Kyle? I'm pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, it's got a little bit... Uh, we've been spoiled for data and from the corporate and macroeconomic variety. And there was marginally less of it today. So I'm understimulated. I need needed more. I want the US midterms to come tomorrow. I want CPI data on Friday night. I'm I'm amped up for that. So we'll go there first then. You didn't get all excited by some of the data coming from Westpac in the consumer confidence read. Forty percent of Australians planning to cut back on their Christmas spending this year. That stood out to me. Yeah. Well, I would want to get excited about it. It was interesting. Um I, I actually had a good conversation with uh, about it with Jason Island, actually. Um I sort of not not exciting because we haven't seen the, the volatility perhaps as, as we did at the back end of last week. But it was it was really interesting. Had a great conversation with him just about well specifically what re- retailers are doing to prepare for this sort of consumer downturn and this divergence obviously that we're continuing to see between mm-hmm. business confidence readings and consumer confidence readings. But um, you know clearly, well he he came up with the, the really interesting fact too so that seven, the um, for the folks that were surveyed after the RBA decision. Uh, the reading was around 75 compared to the 78 or whatever it happened to be um, for the collective for the month, which says that these sort of RBA rate hikes are still coming as a shock and a painful shock to to households, which I thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then we had the business survey coming from NAB, the headline being conditions still strong, but confidence weaker. So it's that confidence component again. So, Mm. you know, demand elevated, profitability holding up. Uh, consumers continue to spend less, uh, or I should say continue to spend, um, you know, and it looks like that strength carried in into October, but then the question becomes, you know, for how long yes. does that continue? Yes. Where is the cliff, right? We're always yeah. talking about tw- cl- the 2023 is going to be like, you know, walking around the Grand Canyon, it would seem, because there's cliffs everywhere. You know, you got the interest rate cliff and, cliff and apparently, you know, some consumer cliff is coming as well. So, how long can this uh, the the good times last? I think is the is the refrain. Yeah, well, you know, Alan Oster, who's the chief economist of NAB, says that, you know, the the strong price growth because we did still see price growth in October, uh, reinforcing the bank's expectation that inflation will continue to rise strongly wow. through the fourth quarter. The RBA is listening, yeah. but uh, to your point. RBA taking a back seat to let's just park the midterms to one side. It's really okay. all about that U.S. inflation read. Yeah, I think eight percent is the the headline forecast, which is still remarkably high. I mean, I had a really great conversation, and it was actually off air, so we'll have to get the the view from him specifically uh, from David Flanagan from Curve Securities after the RBA meeting last week. Mm-hmm. And his thesis that actually we're going to see a really, really big drop in CPI coming soon because if you annualize it, I think with a moving average, 
as well as look at what's going to come out of CPI at the start of next year. We really, really should see a big drop. And maybe that's why the markets are, you know, getting giddy by the fact that, you know, inflation is coming down from 8.2 to 8%. It's still historically high numbers. But um, it should be interesting. And it should be interesting to see how those core figures play out too because um, clearly it, you know, strips out that energy and food component much more influential as to how sticky inflation mm-hmm. is getting within the economy and whether this whole notion of a sort of a Fed slowing down the pace of rate hikes is more justified or not. I feel sort of um, bad for putting the midterms to one side because it is a it's a huge it's a huge event, right? We could see either the House and Senate divided or you know, a Republican win in both the House and Senate. Joe Biden, the U.S. president, is warning that, you know, democracy itself is at risk. And, of course, depending on how this all goes, guess whose Twitter account we could be following once again on a daily basis, Kyle? I was talking about this with Gags this morning. (laughs) My hope is that Musk does such a bad job with Twitter that we all get off it and we just don't have to follow him as much anymore. That's kind of like my glass half full thing. I'll tell you my biggest mistake so far today was responding just flippantly. Elon Musk put a tweet and don't quote me, but something about, oh, well, it's been uh, the activity on Twitter has gone up exponentially since I took over. And I I just flippantly said, well, hey, Elon, hate to break it to you, but like most of it's you because the man is like. (laughs) <laughs> what, what else is he doing other than tweeting right? and the, the six ceo jobs that apparently yeah. he holds somehow. anyways big mistake i'm just did being you get smashed like, i'm just smashed oh, like, no, you <laughs> don't stuff with the elon fanboys i just well i'm just like par- being smashed there's those that are loving but i've not seen this much activity in my notifications uh, like ever so i did that once a couple of years yeah. ago and i got reamed <laughs> and it was just all these people with like teslas as their um as yeah. Yeah. banner shots and i'm just like i was just getting nah, you yeah. just they are a mob out there so to be honest i didn't even put much thought into doing it but i will not be doing that again do not at elon musk okay um so one of the reasons we've seen some of this momentum as of late are you know this is the speculation i should say is the speculation that china could be coming out mm-hmm. or has some sort of covid lock um COVID zero, you know, easing plan in place, but we've got Zhu's COVID outbreak deepenings, more lockdowns looming in China. That's the headline from Reuters three hours ago. So it is a global manufacturing hub. It's fighting its worst flare up of COVID ever. So we're now um, reading that it is testing its ability to avoid a Shanghai style citywide lockdown. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, I had a great conversation with David Sikulski today from Carrara Capital. Yeah. You know, and the point being, we're seeing this melt up in markets. And just in case, you know, I forget to quote it later, the um, S&P ASX 200 higher by yep. four tenths of a percent, awfully close to that 7000 mark again, Not up one percent over the past two trading days, adding to Friday's gains. You know, he's just saying this melt up is just like it's hard to get his head around. It's hard to get your head around. There's so yeah. many risks out there. You know, there's geopolitics. There's. Um, you know, COP27 is going on as well. There's U.S. midterms. There's inflation. Like with all of these macro headwinds and concerns, you wouldn't think markets would be rallying. Um, he said he's being prudent and he's increased his cash holdings. Yeah, right. I guess a lot of bad news. I'm just trying to find like a rationale. And I guess this is the worst thing you can do because you're trying to just you know, apply a narrative to, to things, but maybe just a lot of that bad news is priced in. I, we, we know positioning got very, very stretched. You know, I was talking to a lot of guests today. Uh, 
who specialize in different areas of the market, you know, the positioning on the US dollar was very stretched, short positioning on the, the Aussie was very stretched, very short um, equities a bit, a bit equities became. So maybe there's just the unwind there. But I was talking about again with Scuddy, and we're not going to get to an answer, obviously, but this whole notion, you know, that the, the, the rally that we saw on Friday night was on these whispers of China coming out of lockdown from these unverified sources that were then extinguished over the weekend. The, the sell-off, the, the, the rally that we saw off the back of it hasn't come 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 back so it's where it was yet either i mean i i, I don't know maybe it's just noise maybe it's something else completely going on but i can't really i can't make sense of it to, mm-hmm. in the slightest well we chatted david and i about the influence that social media mm. you know and twitter and, and he just thinks it's crazy that you've got these rumors that are treated like fact and then once the real fact comes out and he even you know referenced the whole you know, Bank of England pulling back on QT rumor, and then it was actually quashed by the central bank itself and still markets rallied on the rumor. So it's it's like up is down, down is up. I've I've got an interesting story, actually. A mate of mine who has since left IG uh, told me about an occasion in which they were on the desk. It was the World Cup, I think it was like 2014 or something like that. And I think it was Ronaldo scored a goal for Portugal and the sentiment on Twitter went through the roof and it added to like a 10 or 15 point rally in the Dow as a result. So all of these, you know, bots basically scrape um, uh, these websites to gauge the sentiment and then they'll trade on the basis of that. Um, Throws in your face the whole notion of rational markets, but um, maybe maybe it's just that. It's, It's just, you know, the algos feeding off each other, positioning, sort of messing things around. And if the story is out there to be scraped, then it can be traded on by you know, this sort of fast yep. money, hot money. Yep, yep, yep. All right, well, those interviews up online if you'd like to see them, osbiz.com.au, always worth a visit. Um, I'll just run you through a bit of the equities news, not in detail because um, I'm sure a lot of you are across it if you've been watching Osbiz all day, but Santos is notable, off by 5.6%, had its investor day today, and as part of its update you know, has has said that it's going to be um, yeah, really tempering its outlook. So gas output drop in 2023, saying it's got modest long-term production growth. Um, so that did not do good things for uh, for its share price at all. Um, I'm just seeing Bitcoin here um, is down 4.4% really? late in the session. Ether down 6.3% late in the session. Interesting. Yeah, right. yeah, I just saw that headline. I was out of the office there for a little bit, so I missed that. I, I we didn't do a crypto check in my my hour, so yeah, that's my lesson. interesting. Get no, no, crypto check in there. Um, yeah, not sure what that's related to, but um, we'll put our thinking caps on. Yeah. Um, well, I was talking to Ashley Glover at the end of the day, who was just more talking about client activity and just um, price action, suggesting things are just really getting like the momentum slowed there, and there's kind of a bit of a lull before often you see kind of these you know sharp pullbacks. So, yeah. crypto is often the first one to drop yeah. and we've got midterms and, and inflation just to reiterate that point again you know there's big risk events don't be lulled into a sense of complacency i think is a takeaway sims metal group was down by 8.4 8.5 percent today it was warning on the outlook and the demand picture going forward james hardy downgrading in its earnings guidance for the second time down by 13.3 percent and that mm. folks I'll bring you some good news from equities after. The <laughs> stock of the day was James Hardy, Rudy Philippek van Dyke from FN Arena, and Mark Moreland from Team Invest weighed in. Let's start with the positive news. Um, this is um, by many people regarded as 
potentially probably the, the, the highest quality cyclical we have on the stock exchange, right? And it might be competition with the likes of BHP, but nevertheless, it's, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a quality company, quality management. The product, right? We did some innovation at home. I have the product at home. <laughs> I, can, I can bring you a piece if you want. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful product. They're still right? increasing their market share globally. I agree, I wouldn't sell it. It's paying about a 2.8% uh, dividend. They're doing a $200 million share buyback, which to me, I don't think the share price is that low that that makes it a bargain. It's on a 24p at the moment, which is not low, but it's in its green. So James Hardy typically has a range of uh, 15 to 40, so it's, it's quite a broad range. So at the moment it's in the bottom quartile, which at 24, which is still pretty high. Okay, so that is James Hardy. I will note, though, on James Hardy, I read a couple of notes, UBS, City. Um, both were not too negative on the stock, I should say. Um, you know, saying that the buyback is a positive. Also, mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, saying that, uh, you know, the fact that we're seeing some of those price pressures coming off uh, in terms of, you know, input costs in particular is looking pretty good. And um, yeah, City saying that it sees price sticking and margins holding up in the U.S. as being pretty important. So, yeah, not all bad news. Yeah. But the market definitely, definitely took it as bad news. You don't want to be in a company. I'm um, just living by the words of Nathan Samasandaram from Deep Data Analytics. You don't want to be in a company that's in a downgrade cycle. Mm. I'll leave that one there. That is not financial advice you know me <laughs> i don't give it the bravura there's a better news story it was up by close to 13 percent. of course a shocking week last week um but uh making up some of that ground today uh, jumbo interactive and then macquarie put out a note on the lithium plays oh, mineral nice. resources pilbara alchem igo all doing really well today and i'd say it's off the back of that note i also had a chat with henry jennings from um for Marcus today, it's in the show notes if you want to have a listen. Just talked about a, a small cap lithium company that he thinks has a lot of promise. And he gave two other companies that he thinks has promise as well. If you'd like to take a listen, it's in the show notes. Interesting. Yeah. Tonight. Can I? Um, I guess we'll be talking a lot about, you know, what's going to be happening with the midterms. We won't have a result tomorrow. No, not for a few days either, mm -hmm. you would imagine, because we've got the whole postal thing that's... Um, you know, probably going to be controversial, I would imagine, once again. It looks like we might have a, is it a speech from Governor Lowe coming up tomorrow? I didn't think it was Governor Lowe. I thought it was the Assistant Governor Michelle Bullock. Be right. I have been wrong before, though. So uh, we will check that out for all of uh, you out there. Um, I believe tonight in the States... We do have um, a small business uh, survey out. No, it's a speech tonight from Bullock. Tomorrow is the is a I believe a perhaps a speech from Governor Lowe. Okay. I think I might be wrong. Carry yeah, on. Hang on. I apologise. You talk. I've you, got Forex, you, I've you got Forex Factory. Hands. I'm going to look up <laughs> our I've speeches. Got Forex Forex Factory up. Maybe it's leading me astray. Tomorrow we have Michelle Bullock, Deputy Governor. Low doesn't speak again until the 22nd of November. Oh, I'm bummed because uh, it says here in Forex Factory, um, inflation uncertainty and its effect on policy decisions. I would have loved to have heard about that, but not to be. Well, well there goes my not mind. according to the RBA's official website, which is the one that I... Uh, That's my Tuesday night ruined. Oh, well, really? Yeah. I feel sorry for you. <laughs> you wouldn't be the only one. Oh, don't say that, Kyle. Okay, so we've got uh, in the Eurozone, small bounce in retail sales expected... 
could potentially see an upside surprise in Germany. Market forecast is for a lift of 0.4%. We've got consumer credit growth in September coming through. I was right. Small business optimism is coming out tonight. Mm -hmm. And we hear from regional Fed presidents Collins, Mester, and Barkin. So three uh, central bankers speaking in the States tonight. Uh, they're back. They're back out of the blackout period. And uh, we get to hear. Uh, going to be reinforcing those them. messages. Yeah. Over. And uh, Disney. Disney's results to tomorrow morning, I do believe. Well, that's going to be an interesting one because, you know, lots of people um, cutting their streaming services. You had, I don't know if you saw it, but the finance minister, deputy prime minister of Canada, Kathy mm -hmm. Freeland, I think her name is talking about the rising cost of living and said, you know, you might just have to, I'm paraphrasing, you might just have to cut your Disney Plus subscription, you know? And I thought, oh, <laughs> Disney wouldn't like marketing. that very much. She's not getting invited to the Christmas party. No, she's not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see their subs numbers and how they are growing or not. I mean, Netflix did well on that front uh, in the most recent quarterly report we got from Netflix. So is it something that people... Uh, spend money on because you can stay home and uh, it's pretty cheap entertainment really in the grand scheme of things or mm. if you're trimming costs is that one of the first things to go how many streaming services do you need well that's the thing right we'll get a better idea of the uh the streaming wars because netflix sort of hit it out of the park but mm -hmm. um you, you know i don't know if that's a, a good omen or a bad omen we'll, we'll find out is the market growing consolidating and getting carved up we'll we'll see tomorrow morning i guess all right so we've got uh a2 milk Enjoyed a buyback bid today. Lottery Corporation held its AGM. Westpac rebounded after yesterday. We've got all these details in our COB newsletter as well. If you don't subscribe to it, it's worthwhile doing. It just sort of summarizes the day and gives you the link to some of those interviews. And uh, yeah, anyway, it's just putting it out there in case anybody does not subscribe. And we also do a weekend newsletter mm. at Ausbiz called OTC, affectionately here. It's off the clock. <laughs> and uh, that sort of summarizes the week. And we pick some of our favorite interviews as well. Um, but look, uh, Kyle, have I missed anything? Have we missed anything? No, I think we've covered off uh, what was a, what for me, a reasonably subdued day relative to, to the last few weeks quite thoroughly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, let's not take anything away from the fact that we have seen this market lifting once again. We've got uh, the U.S. dollar sort of finding its footing ahead of these U.S. midterms. And, yeah, we've still got Bitcoin looking pretty weak, mm -hmm. but still above that 19,000 level. So plenty to talk about tomorrow when we meet again. As we continue to climb that wall of worry. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.